my name is Eli. I am your host and thank you for joining me this week. I love to hear from my audience, so be sure to hit that subscribe button and leave me a comment. Nick and his business partner Jackson are two amazing entrepreneurs on the world of the last mine transport through Flamingo Scooters. Nick joins me today to share their story. Nick, welcome and thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. It's awesome. So I want to start off with some lightning round questions so my audience can get to know you. Okay. What's something we could not find about you online? Well, I like to travel. I love to travel. Going to other cities and seeing how things work in every city, you learn so much. It's so much fun. Awesome. Thanks, Nick. So what were you like growing up? Growing up, I always like to try things and build things and make things. You know, I always like technology and computers. Yeah. Did you ever have like a favourite game? Favourite game? I wasn't much of a game. I was more of a like to play with my Lego kind of kid. Do you know what like the biggest thing you've built with your Lego? I think I built a tower that was taller than me when I was a kid. Wow. Yeah. Um, did you think you were going to be an entrepreneur? Not really. I mean, I kind of always like technology. I kind of pictured myself going to university, studying computer science and then working as a software engineer for the rest of my life and then kind of got a taste for entrepreneurship towards the end of high school and, yeah, took off from there. Flamingo Scooters is not your first business. Can you talk to me about Wellington now? So yeah, and uh, my last year of high school took part in a program called Young Enterprise Scheme. Not sure if you're familiar with that, but you'll probably get to try it out <laughs> in your later years of high school, but it's an awesome program where you get to start your own business in year 13. So I started a business with a couple of mates called Wellington Now, which was an app all about Wellington. So traffic, weather, events, earthquakes, and all that. And we worked on it all throughout the year and got it live on the app store. And it's still running today, but yeah, don't spend too much time on that anymore. When did you launch Groove? Funny enough, we didn't actually launch Groove. Groove was another startup that me and Jackson worked on for about a year and then we started working on Flamingo at the same time. I mean, we're working on, like, I think, four or five different ideas all at the same time. And Flamingo's the one that kind of took off. So maybe one day we'll launch Groove, but it's just an idea for now. What's Groove about? So Groove is an app that we want to make carpooling, basically, but focus more at businesses and helping employees all travel to work together. So finding matches to you know, increase efficiency and reduce traffic and so on. What did you learn from Groove in Wellington now that you've taken into Flamingo Scooters? Moving fast. I think technology is such a fast-moving space. So if you're going to be a tech startup, you have to learn how to move and adapt even faster than technology yeah. to stay ahead. So yeah, Flamingo, we've tried to stay as fast as possible. How did you spot new business opportunities and know when you're onto a good idea? You never really know when you're onto a good idea. <laughs> we've had a lot of ideas that we've played with, and I think you just have to keep trying, test and try, and if it works, scale it up. But yeah, it's always hard to know unless you give it a go. How did you know where to start and when you decided to launch Flamingo Scooters? Yeah, I think it would have been the legal side of it. So when we started Flamingo, it was something we'd seen in the States, and in New Zealand it wasn't properly legalised yet. So a lot of the time at the start, we spent looking into the New Zealand laws and how it would work in New Zealand and how it would work with each council. So really, by working at Flamingo, we've had to take a different hat at each stage of the business to bring it here. Where did the name come from? <laughs> so we went through a few names. 
really want something that people could associate with saying, I want to ride that there. So I want to ride a flamingo. And then we kind of thought that the neck of a flamingo was like the handlebars on a scooter <laughs> close enough. And flamingos are quite a cool pop culture kind of brand that people could say, I want to ride a flamingo there and then ride a flamingo there. <laughs> For those of my listeners who are not familiar with flamingo scooters, can you tell me how many scooters you have and how many cities you operate in? So yeah, we have about 1,200 scooters across New Zealand's three largest cities, so Auckland, Wellington and Christchurch. Who is funding the development? So <laughs> we found uh, a group of entrepreneurial-minded business owners that we helped us get Flamingo off the ground, really. So did everything go to plan when you were building out your scooters? Often when you're a startup, not a lot goes to plan. Or oh, There's a lot of things that have <laughs> gone different ways, but I think as a startup, you just always have to learn how to adapt and keep going and play it off. <laughs> so, yeah. You face a massive competition. How did you deal as that? Um, I think maybe even something we we probably underestimated the competition. I think being in New Zealand, we thought we wouldn't face much competition being a little small country at the bottom of the world. But yeah, it was quite a shock coming in against big competition. And we've had to learn how to you know, market ourselves and try and find ways to distinguish ourselves. You know, when you look at scooters, it's quite similar products. So finding ways to be unique in the space is quite a challenge and it's quite a fun challenge, yeah. With all your growth, how do you keep focused on the right things? It's hard. You get bogged down in the day-to-day stuff. Everything that's happening every day can really bog you down. But, you know, we try and set time to focus on long-term and what's important to us as a company and where we want to go and then try and set dates for that and how we can reach those so we can kind of manage our days, what we spend our day-to-days and what our long-term stuff. What was one of the biggest risks you've taken and what did you learn from that? <laughs> the biggest risk I'd say would probably be our, our launch day. You know, there's a lot of risk. There was the fact that we were ordering scooters from China that we'd never even tried before, that we'd made an app that no one had used before, that we had staff that had never worked the day before and hoping that it would all come together on our very first day was a lot of risk. But I think we learned that you just have to have trust in everyone and trust that everything will come together. And when you put that trust on people, they can shine. What has been the best day as an entrepreneur? For me, I think it would be winning our first permit to launch in Wellington. Often working on a lot of startups, it can feel hard to know when you've kind of reached a point that you're like real and it's not just an idea anymore. And I think that was a real day that kind of set it in stone that there's no turning back and we've, we're going to run scooters and everything. So yeah, it was quite an unreal moment. We all go through hard times. What did you learn from your journey and how can entrepreneurs prep for those hard times? I think a big one would be finding a balance between your work and play. <laughs> what advice would you give to young entrepreneurs to help themselves? Always stay open-minded, you know. Look for, don't turn anything down and give everything a go, really. yeah. Reflecting on your journey to date, what has surprised you the most? I think how much everyone's willing to help you, you know. Like, if you would just ask, a lot of people more than happy to help and the community in New Zealand is just so kind and everyone's your friend really who inspires you I've never really been much to have an idol for anyone so I don't really have anyone that's kind of inspired but I think just watching the world and everyone in technology there's so many inspiring people out there not just following or setting your path on any one person in particular but trying to be yourself and 
find a way to innovate in that. If you could go back in time, what advice would you give yourself? Oh, you'd always have to say no regrets, wouldn't you? <laughs> Every day there's problems and you find a way to work around them and I don't know what could have done differently to prepare myself. <laughs> Entrepreneurship is the biggest challenge. Final question. What is one question you really wish entrepreneurs asked? I think you need to ask why more often. The five whys you often say is when you have an idea is keep asking yourself why until you really bring down to the core problem. It's been epic chatting with you, Nick. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. It's been awesome. Thanks for joining us this week. If you enjoyed this interview, please leave me a comment down below and be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your network. As always, stay awesome and share the love.